Hello and welcome to the latest Totem Talks podcast with me, Helen Fruin. And me, Mark Smith. Oh, that was smooth. That was like we'd prepared that timing. That was much better. Well done. <laughs> so today we're talking about gravitas. Mmm, the, the elusive nectar of awesomeness. Doesn't need to be elusive. No, apparently it doesn't. Apparently it can be taught. Yes. So I'm quite excited to be discussing this. Yes. But I do have two announcements first. Okay. So the first one is that last week we had a hundred listeners of the podcast, which is the first time that's happened. Woohoo! Woohoo! And for a podcast that's only been running two months, that's actually quite exciting. It's not a massive number compared to people like Joe Rogan, I get that. But for us, that we're quite excited. We're just starting out, it's exciting. Yeah. So big thank you to everybody who's been supporting the the various channels and the podcasts. We're, we're incredibly grateful. The second one is to let you know that we have attempted to record this podcast <laughs> three times. <laughs> fourth time lucky? Is that no? Is fourth time lucky? I'm not sure. And I can't tell you why, but every time we've recorded this podcast, we've ended up having a right little hissy fit and having a bit of a grumpus afterwards. So grumpus. this time we are dedicated... We are focused. We are bringing our A-game. It's happening. It's happening, people. So, Gravitas. Gravitas. I have an on-off relationship with Gravitas. What does that mean? Sometimes I have noticed that I have Gravitas in a situation. Sometimes I have noticed that I have completely none. And I've also, I've only just started to realise when those times that I have Gravitas are. What is the magical alignment of stars, emotions, breakfast choice that give me that gravitas in a certain situation? So I'm looking forward to talking about the those aspects of gravitas. And I think for you, I'm going to be querying you on the teachable parts of gravitas. So let's start with the teachable parts. Um, we recently did a video on YouTube uh, where we described the three elements to preparing to have gravitas Mm. and those were purpose passion and story so could you give us a bit more information about what that video is about and the the elements that we talked about cool okay so first off what is gravitas Uh, as the word sounds like gravity we're talking about authority credibility weight when do we speak and sound like we really know our stuff and I am worth listening to? That's what we're talking about with gravitas. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how you talk about the alignment of the stars and your breakfast choice and how that feels like it has an impact for you on your gravitas. Because ultimately the way we feel is going to come across in the way that we speak. The things that we can do to prepare to have the most gravitas as you mentioned purpose passion story so purpose is about saying what is your purpose in this conversation or in this speech or in this meeting Mm -hmm. what is it you want the other person to think or feel or say or do often we start by thinking what do I want to say but that's actually not a very helpful question because what we want to say and how we want the other person to respond can sometimes we go about that in the wrong order better to say what do I want the other person to respond and therefore what do I want to say to help get that person there so it's a different order of preparation okay first off what purpose do I have what do I want the other person to think or feel or say or do 
based on that desired outcome, what do I know about this person and what I might be able to say that would get them to that point? So you're talking about understanding the outcome that you want from your audience Mm -hmm. and linking that outcome to that outcome you actually want. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like an influencing question. Absolutely. Yeah, if I wanted to convince you to buy a pen... So if I start with the outcome I want is for Mark to buy this pen and then I think, okay, what's something I could now say that would influence Mark to buy the pen? As opposed to me just looking at the pen and thinking, what do I want to say about this pen? It's less outcome oriented. Okay, okay. And so that's the purpose. So what about the passion? Hmm, passion. Uh, Really, this is about, I guess it comes back to your alignment of the stars, breakfast choice, some sense of the emotion or the feeling, how your feeling comes across when you're speaking. So if we've got nothing to connect with, if, if I go back to my selling a pen idea, if I'm not really excited by that, and I don't really think you should buy the pen anyway, it's a rubbish pen, that's gonna leak through in what I say and how I say it. So far better for me to have something I can connect with, something to emotionally buy into what I'm offering so that that comes across. So maybe the pen itself doesn't interest me, but the way that it can help you when you need to make notes, maybe that's something I can get on board with. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say to me, how can you possibly be passionate about bad news? So say if I was going to tell you you've lost your job, you're going to be made redundant, How can I possibly feel any passion about that? It's an awful thing to say. But what I can do is be passionate about supporting you through that and offering you the best support to get through it. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, the redundancy piece is a really interesting one. So in my time, I've had to make several people redundant and some of them have been my friends as well. And whilst the news was bad, I got passionate about that news because... I didn't, A, I didn't think the decision was the right one. Mm. Uh, and B, I, like you said, I was passionate in making sure that the best outcome was made available to them, whether that was supporting them in looking for a new job, encouraging them into retirement, helping them to think through their options. I mean, I was passionate about that. wasn't passionate about the news, but I was passionate about the impact that that news had. Right. So even in a bad news environment, I think passion is absolutely a card you can get on board with because we're we're emotional beings right the third aspect for us to talk about is story which is about using story to communicate more powerfully as you've said we're emotional beings we connect with emotion and when we share a story that just connects with us better than sharing facts Mm. so even you describing i i've had to make several people redundant and some of those people with my friends those are facts and there's an indication there of a story. I wonder if you can share a bit more story to what happened when you made those people redundant. So uh, an employer many, many moons ago, uh, a startup industry in uh, renewable energy and things were going very well. Yeah, so the government made some changes to the way the industry worked, basically. And what that meant was that overnight the industry collapsed. It, it is what it is. Uh, but within that, you know, there was still a couple of people who I, you know, I could see some value in what they were doing, but the business had decided otherwise, and it fell upon me to give them the news. So out of that process, uh, I turned that passion into actually helping them through through the redundancy process. So, 
gave them coaching on uh, CV writing, uh, looking for a new job, how to talk to recruitment agents, mm. worked with them in terms of the, the kind of uh, response they were going to get from us as an employer mm-hmm. in terms of supporting them. Um, and ultimately, I think the best outcome, one of the best outcomes we had was just encouraging somebody to retire. And we didn't get too bogged down into his finances, but just it was a, it was a big moment for him in terms of, well, actually, can I, can I afford to do this? I, I, I can't figure it out. So, okay, let's have a little think about it. You, you being made redundant, there's a redundancy package there that you're entitled to. Um, is it possible for me to go away on your behalf and negotiate with the company for something other than statutory redundancy pay? Um, and he retired because of that. And, you know, he's now pottering about in his garden. <laughs> and it's great. So, yeah, there are there are good things to come from mm. that, that passion. So what's so powerful, and I wonder if you recognize it just in, in the two versions of what you've just shared. In one version you shared, in my time I've had to make people redundant. Some of them were my friends. That was difficult. And then you shared more of a story of, of what mm. actually happened, what had led up to that and how you actually saw some positive come out of that. And the story version is so much more engaging. It takes us on a journey. We feel the difficulty that you felt. We feel the joy to see this guy retired and pottering in his garden. So whenever we're communicating, if we can think about how we share a story about what we're communicating, it's just a more powerful thing to share. Yeah. And I think at the beginning of the show, I alluded to the the stars aligning for me. Mm. And I think the other example I have of a particular day of Gravitas, my wedding speech at my wedding, and having reflected on that over the last few years, I I understand what it was that gave me that Gravitas in that moment. And it was talking about something other than me. It was about talking about the group of people in that room. Right. So whenever I talked about me, I felt like I had less gravitas. So I'm a very happy man today, all of these things. They just felt like sound bites. But when I was able to express my gratitude to the people in the room, I was able to encourage them to get to know one another because I loved them all. It was in those moments you could see people really engaging with what I was saying. And when you remove yourself from the story that you're trying to tell, and you try to bring everybody in, I think it's at those moments you have a great deal of gravitas. So I would encourage people to think about the the, the first person narrative mm. or the third person narrative that they're using in encouraging people to come on the journey that they're, they're explaining or trying to take people on. It's really interesting because the the look at how stories are shaped, uh, it's known as the hero's journey, just this general shape that our stories always take and it's not something that anyone's designed just seems to be built into our dna as human beings to share stories and our stories always take a similar kind of format so you're talking about business and how business is going and then oh my goodness the government has made some changes difficult times and now i've got to make people redundant hard times difficult conversations but oh look, something positive has come out the other side of that. So there's a a change that causes a difficult circumstance. There's challenges we face in that. And then we come out the other side if it's a happy ending Mm. uh, with something to share and something positive. So it's known as the hero's journey. 
What's interesting in what you're describing there is making someone else the hero, which is often a, a tactic used in advertising, is to make you the hero of your story. Uh, KFC, for example, had an advertising campaign a little while ago called Bring Home the Weekend. And it was about you, the consumer, being the hero in your family because you bring home the weekend by bringing home KFC. And I think it's a really interesting thing that you've recognised is how when you make someone else the hero of their own story, that's really motivational. Mm, I agree. So if that's actually the, 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 a mechanism for Gravitas, there are other things that you can do to enhance it. So uh, particularly the way that you speak. Mm. So tone, volume and pace of your, of, of your voice. Um, I know you do some voice coaching, so you, you've you've actually been to a voice coach, so you've learnt, uh, you've worked on your intonation and your breathing. Talk to us a bit more about what you've learnt in that environment and how that's helped. So I think there's two things here. One is learning about tone, pace, volume, and just being aware of those things. And the key for all of those things is variety. It doesn't matter if you've got the best tone of voice, if you use the same tone of voice, a monotone, there's a reason why monotone is seen as an insult, people will fall asleep. Mm. If you have a really good pace, but it's always exactly the same, people will fall asleep or switch off. The thing that grabs our attention is variety. The thing that makes you perk up and say, oh, what just happened? Something changed is variety. So that's the key thing here is rather than saying, well, what tone of voice should I have? What's the correct pace? Should I speak really slowly or should I speed up? The key thing is variety. And you might want to use that variety to emphasize certain points. So you could slow right down to really make one key point as an example. Mm -hmm. So variety is the key there. The other thing with the voice coaching, uh, shout out to Esther Wayne, who has been my voice coach, brilliant lady to work with, is really to understand more about how our entire body backs up the voice that comes out. You know, it's not just, I'm going to breathe in and then I'm going to speak. There's a lot going on about where we're holding tension in our body, where we're doing the breathing. Are we sort of breathing at a very shallow level or getting right down into the belly? So learning about all of that can be really powerful for mm. extending our projection and making the most of our voice. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, there is a book behind your head that I can see right now called Gravitas. Mm -hmm. uh, aptly, there you go. <laughs> aptly titled uh, by Caroline Goida. Uh, that she's available on to see on YouTube. She speaks to this point as well. But could you give us a quick synopsis of the Gravitas book? Mm. Just in, I think it's something people should go away and, and read. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great book because it introduces a lot of the concepts that we've talked about today, the idea of being really clear on your purpose, connecting with passion. Uh, I'm not sure she talks so much in there about using story, but there's loads, like if you just Google search the hero's journey, there's so much you can find on that. But she particularly focuses on the tone, the pace, and how you use variety to really make that work. So yeah, really highly recommend Caroline Goyder's book, Gravitas. Excellent. You can find a link to the book on our website. Obviously, you can just Google it and go straight to the link. And then we won't receive three and a half pence from Amazon as an affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can cope without that. But yeah, so so uh, there is a, a brief summary of the book on our website. Yes. And I think there's one or two other downloads as well. So I'll make the links available 
below and uh, help yourself. Uh, I think we're going to park Gravitas there because that is recording number four. <laughs> we got there. We got there. <laughs> I'm going to give a plug for a future session, which we have to, we can't talk about Gravitas okay. without talking about confidence because anxiety is Gravitas's biggest killer. Mm. So I'm, I'm there, I've prepared my purpose and I've got my story and I've got all my passion, but now I'm so anxious, I just fall apart. And so how do we build our confidence is a critical part of this. So I'm just doing a shout out for a future podcast that we'll do on building your confidence for those big moments. Well, that sounds really interesting. I'm going to uh, suggest that we might want to record that next, uh, <laughs> but probably not. Uh, so let's call it a day. Have a lovely day, everybody. Enjoy the sunshine.